Running a chiropractic clinic can be rewarding and stressful with the everyday ups and downs. Here at Relentless Weekly, we give you inspiration, motivation, and education to help you avoid the mistakes and make your practice what you want it to be. And now, here's your relentless host, Dr. Kelly Henry. Hey, welcome to the Relentless Weekly Podcast, where we strive to inspire, motivate, educate you to greater success. I'm Dr. Kelly Hendry, and I have with me today a fantastic guest, Lily Serrano. Lily is known as in chiropractic as the Cairo Marketing Queen. She grew up in a family of uh, local business owners in the Silicon Valley, uh, California, and understood from a, a young age the pain of getting and keeping customers on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, in her 14 years of sales and marketing experience, she helped hundreds of increase their revenue uh, immediately, immediately by implementing her simple and proven strategies. She runs a revenue-generating revenue campaigns via social media only for chiropractors at this point. So we want to welcome Lily. I appreciate you being on this episode with me. So. Thank you. I, I'm uh, excited to be on and I wanted to interject, but I know that would be rude. <laughs> so I'm, I'm holding my excitement back. <laughs> you Let it loose. Let it loose. There's no, yeah, it, 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 it will, you know, it will I, bother me. I just want to, I just want to thank you for this opportunity. And um, I believe in Jesus. I just want to let everyone know. And if that turns you off, you can shut me off now. <laughs> And um, I see that your podcast will be as popular as NPR, and they'll even get onto NPR someday. There you go. Now, if you're not familiar with NPR is, it stands for National um, Public Radio. Crap. <laughs> I just went blank. National Pub something radio. Public radio. Yes. I just went blank. Anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. Good for you. I, I agree with you. And I believe in Jesus too, so we'll just believe in Jesus on this episode together. How about that? Let's do that. Uh, <laughs> well, I'd like you to elaborate on your introduction. Um, how how did you end up marketing and and generating marketing campaigns uh, for chiropractors? How did you get in the chiropractic? Well, I was in pharma. I was on the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the Boom. very dark side, and. Um, Okay, let me put the disclaimer out. Yes, it it um, medicine is not evil. It has its place in time, um, like five percent of the time. But anyway, <laughs> so I was in pharma, and uh, I've always okay. So I guess it goes back to just really who I was created to be. I've always wanted to make an impact and a difference. And since high school, I might you know be be. Uh, explaining this kind of in a roundabout way but in high school I was um I noticed I was I was very passionate about business and I always wanted to make an impact and I I wanted to make a difference but I also knew I didn't want to sell pens you know like I know I can convince people if I really want to I can but pens and like t-shirts is to me is not making an impact in someone's life <laughs> I mean, you know, there are people who make great living off that, but personally, I just didn't picture myself doing that. So I ended up, of course, I was born and raised in Silicon Valley. So specifically San Jose, that's where um, there is a Palmer school out there in San Jose. And uh, 
so being, you know, being out there um, surrounded by all these startups, especially when I graduated college, I um, fell into the biotech industry. And then eventually I worked for pharma, for True Pharma. I worked for J&J and this other big pharma company. And uh, I thought, you know, <laughs> it's funny because I thought that I was making an impact because it was, it was, um, you know, it had to do with health, right? So we're all, we're all um, conditioned as a society and very controlled um, as to Ab what we believe. Absolutely. And so I believe that that was health. And I'm like, I want to make a difference. And here I go. And so that didn't, that ended up being, um, I ended up being, I won't say wrong, but it just wasn't true. And so the more I kept digging, the, the more truth I'd find, you know, within health and wellness. And then it just made, um, in, in the last company I worked for, the pharmaceutical company, um, everything just came full circle for me. Um, it's kind of like, I know it's a bad comparison, but it's kind of like, you know, when you see your life flash before your eyes like this, you know, maybe you're about to get into this accident and you just see all these um, experiences just flash before your eyes. And that's kind of what happened with me. And uh, that was my big aha moment because growing up, my mom's from Mexico. Um, I'm first generation on my mom's side here. Um, and then, so my dad is second generation. So we're a Latino family. And uh, my mom is from an area that's very tropical in Mexico. And so she always made it a point to cook um, fresh. Everything was from scratch. Everything was fresh. And she ingrained in me when I was a child um, that I should eat as holistic as possible and so on and so forth. And then I was, you know, at this point in pharma in my position in pharma, and I was thinking, okay, this is actually not really helping anyone. You know, there's a lot of, there's, there's truth that I, I was finding to, to so many opioids being used in prescriptions and they're just band-aids. Right. And so at that point, still while in, in my pharma position, I um, was a chiropractic patient and by then, I was a patient for, I believe, seven years at that point. And so, but, but see, I'd always been exposed to chiropractic as um, a solution to remove pain. And it wasn't for health and wellness. But now that I look back, um, I do see that from that point, from the time I was a patient, there was a doctor that I continued to, to go to. I went to her, Dr. Tracy in San in uh, San Jose. Yeah. I went to her for about five, six years consistently. She was the longest chiropractor that I was a patient at. And so I did notice that I'd only get sick once a year. And I'm like, this is super cool, you know? So then fast forward, I'm like, okay, I hate this job at pharma, but I need to eat. So I need to stay here. And I need to make an impact in this world or else why the hell am I existing? Like, that's how I would think every day. And then um, finally, I just started investing into myself. I'm a, a huge proponent of coaches and you should never, I don't understand how people start businesses without a coach. I don't, that that's not normal to me. My norm is very different because how do you see the blind spots, you know? 
And so I started investing a lot more into coaching and business coaching so I could figure out what the heck I wanted to do. I didn't want to sell pens. <laughs> so um, finally, I'm like, okay, it's going to be a service-based business. And I'm already really great at marketing and sales. So, you know, it was just taking the existing skills that I had and, and um, actually applying it to a niche that I truly believed in. So I had um, a, a smart coach will always tell you to niche down first, and then you expand in the future. Um, and so that's my two options for industry to, to focus on and, and service at that time were dentistry and chiropractic. I'm like, well, <laughs> there, there's only so much that I can care about teeth, <laughs> really. So I'm like, yeah, that's definitely not for me because at least I have some experience with chiropractic. And I, you know, just started writing down the pros and cons and chiropractic was the winner and then the more and more that i have learned through you know patient testimonials through my clients and just oh my god it's like it's uh, it's been such you know it's a secret it's a it's a hidden gem that shouldn't be and a lot of people who are health conscious are you know waking up to the truth and the realities of chiropractic and just being more healthy um, so yeah, it's just put a fire under me where I see myself part of the chiropractic movement and I'm just beyond excited because it just lights me up. Like even I feel a fire every time I talk about it. So that's how it happened. Well, that's, it's somewhat, un, somewhat unusual for an outsider to have that. That's that what fire, I hear. But that, that's great that you, you know, like you were in the midst of big pharma and just a complete 180 into the chiropractic realm. And now you're such a huge advocate and I know you're helping so many docs um, to help their businesses and help more patients and save more lives. So kudos to you on, on the journey that you have taken to get to this point. That, that is an awesome. Yeah. Time. And I know so that I was long winded and thank this. you. Um, but my short answer to that would have been, it just made sense. It, it just makes sense to, I mean, it go. makes sense to focus because <laughs> I'm the type of person that likes to get to the root of anything. Like, but what's the reason of that action kind of thing? Um, and that's chiropractic for my health. That's chiropractic. Like the nervous system, you cannot live or function. Well, you can, you can live as a vegetable without your nervous system, but why would you want to do that? You know? So it just made sense to me. Like, oh, I'm never going to be a chiropractor. So might as well help them. <laughs> Help them spread the word to 7 billion people. There you go. We're grateful you're doing that. So thank you. So let's change gears just a little bit. What's a, what's a quote or affirmation um, that, you, that you follow, that you utilize? And, and if you, you know, you, it changes. You apply it um, I like options, I guess. Um, <laughs> so it changes. Um, but one that def definitely stands out often is you never know how far reaching something you think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. So that's a BJ Palmer quote. And uh, yeah, it's a good one. That's and good one. Uh, I wish that's I could take one. credit. <laughs> but yeah. And, and you know, that's right. But, hey, yeah. You're, and you know what? You're the living one that, that, that I quote, innately 
just comes out of the pores and the cells of my being is this one. At the end of the day, people will not remember what you said. They will remember how you made them feel. And that's by Maya Angelou. And uh, it's so true because I will tell you what. So I'm not in my 20s anymore. I know it looks like I just graduated high school, <laughs> but I am not. And, um, you know, I'm very driven and ambitious. And in my 20s, I was like 10x that, you know, so you can only imagine. But um, and with that personality, if it's, you know, if not refined, if it is not polished, it can bulldoze over people and ruin friendships and relationships. I did. So, and it was very painful because I didn't understand what was happening, what I, you know, the repercussions. Um, and I wasn't really listening to people. I wasn't really caring how they left me feeling, you know, left our conversation and how, the, how I made them feel. I don't, I don't ever have that power. I don't agree with that part. You can never really make anyone feel a certain way. They, you know, cause that's, that's implying that a person is a victim and no, you are not. Um, but I do understand the concept of what she's saying. And because we as humans do have influence over what we say, you know, and, and how I think it's, um, it's going back to sales where the most effective um, and high producing salespeople listen more than they talk. So 80% versus 20%. And, uh, so over time, I've really studied, you know, wealthy people and Ray Dalio being one of them. Um, he's a billionaire and uh, I just love to learn. And so I read and I've, I've uh, studied how they, you know, how they uh, interact with people, how they build relationships. And the number one common denominator is to listen, you know, to listen more. It shows that you care. It shows empathy. Um, especially when I don't agree with the person, I just don't say anything <laughs> anymore, <laughs> you know? Um, that's such a, that's such a great point. Yeah. And it just. Listen twice as much as you. It is. If you're hitting the nail on the head, it's a lost art. I think a lot of chiropractors lose that too, too, that they're not, they're not paying attention and, and listen, listening to their patients. You know, they're, they're more concerned about telling them and talking to them and, doing the things they need to do from a mechanical standpoint in their office, but the bottom exactly. line is you won't have an office unless you have those patients in front of you. So you need to be listening. You need to be listening. You need to show that. Yeah. And it's also sure emotional connection. And I didn't get that because I'm actually, I'm very analytical. I love like, you know, for all the campaigns I run, I love looking at numbers. They better be making ROI, which is return on investment. If you're not familiar for the audience, um, but um, so the emotional connection, when I learned about that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that just sounds so mushy. Like, I'm not even that way. But um, there's just different ways to make that emotional connection. And it is to listen and also to make eye contact because that tells the other person that, hey, I acknowledge you. You know, I actually I see you. And Oprah talks about it often. She, you know, in the past and I, I know she does still people just want to know that they're important. And there's 7 billion of us on the planet. I don't care what people say, whether they're introverted or extroverted. We were all wired to connect, <clears throat> you know, to make a true emotional connection. So that's what I've learned. And that's how 
this quote impacts me. Um, it definitely, the more emotional connections I can make, the better. And uh, it takes time. Yes, it does take time. But if you don't know what your, you know, the name of your five-year-old, of your patient's five-year-old or what their favorite color is, or um, maybe you're not asking questions. You know, maybe you're just, and I don't mean you go out and you ask all of your patients, you know, what their five-year-old favorite color is, but just to make, you know, to show that interest, right? If they say something like, hey, yeah, we were just at a soccer game and you know, the next time I would take a note of that on the report or on, uh, yeah, the visit report, I think it's called, and then ask them the next time that they're in, hey, how was the game? You know, did he win? How's he doing? You know, you just get a lot of information and they are going to want to, they become referral machines. You bet. Especially me. I'm an 85% extrovert. You make eye contact with me and you ask me how my birthday was or how my trip to South Africa this past December was. Oh my gosh, that, you know, like I, (laughs) that just makes my day and I'm going to refer everyone to you. But the thing is that this is so real, especially chiropractors. We know chiropractors that most of your patients are women. And so guess women don't like to be looked over. I don't care how type A you are. I used to be type A and I wanted the center of attention. So I don't, you know, women are women and and they're going to refer a lot of people to you. Um, A friend of mine, I get friends from all over the U.S. who ask me, you know, referrals for chiropractors. I even refer strangers on airplanes to chiropractors. (laughs) I'm like, whatever, you know, clients or not, they need to get adjusted. Yeah. So I had a friend recently ask me, you go or, for you know, it. She's like, I go to a chiropractor <laughs> now and, and it's always like a five minute visit. I go, yeah, that's kind of normal. And she's like, just checking in with me to see if it's normal. And she's like, I just feel like I have questions and, they, and he doesn't want to answer. I go, yeah, that's not normal. So I ended up referring her to another chiropractor. But yeah, you'll lose. I mean, if you're constantly, I, I totally understand that you have overhead. I get it. There's, I mean, it's not easy to be a chiropractor, especially in, it's a chiropractic move it movement and we make it seem all sexy. It's not easy. I know it's not. Um, definitely do your best and set yourself up to win and just make your eye contact, you know, as much as you can. Make that connection. You know, and, and especially as women, just like you said, too. And, and you know, that if they have kids and then you ask them about their kids and remember something they said yeah. about their kids and bring that back up, those type of things. She's like, I'm tired of the... Yeah, she's like, I'm tired of the disconnect. I go, yeah, I get it. You I would take their be interest too. at heart. You're not totally. Yeah, you. You know why? Because you're you not the only chiropractor in the world. Like I'm sorry to burst your bubble. Your technique must be amazing, but you're still not the only one in the world. <laughs> That's great. Great information. So, well, tell us about a time that. You may have struggled, maybe personally, professionally. What what did you do to, to get through that? Um, what did you learn? What were the results of that? How did you? Yeah, we all have struggles. I know you're not a chiropractor, but we all have times of struggle. We all have, you know, either personally or professionally, or both, and, and struggles. And from what you just mentioned, with you are a learner, you're a studier, you're a reader. You you know you 
our learning curve. Some of the gosh, for me, so it's what, um, what helped you thinking, get through the, the well, struggle in your life. Sometimes it happens, but it's better now. Although I was, you know, very gung ho about coaching and self improvement and reading and all that, there was still certain areas in my life, business wise. I mean, there's no way to separate your personal from your business, really. But there were there were certain areas in business where I just had to do it all. I have to do it all or else it's not going to be done correctly. That was my mindset. I have to do it all or else it won't get done quick because I'm very urgent. And uh, so finally, <laughs> and I, I cannot tell you how many times I had heard this and read this and I'd be, and I would agree with it. I would say, yeah, that's right. You know, we should always um, delegate. That's right. That's right. But see, I think for me, now that I, I, I'm talking about this, I think I didn't because I was constantly, again, I was constantly afraid of like, it's not going to be done right. Oh my God. I just fear of failure, you know, and you can drive yourself crazy. So <laughs> I still have it, but now it's different. Now it's like, screw it. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. And um, it was just this fear of, you know, because if, if I had an assistant, because I didn't have a team at that point, I go, if I have an assistant, this was my logic. If I have an assistant and she messes up, then I'm going to be pissed at her. And I don't want to be pissed <laughs> because that doesn't serve anyone. So, and then the second was, well, how the hell do I delegate? <laughs> like I'm used to doing everything by myself, you know? So then I was thinking, well, how do I delegate in a kind way without being a micromanager? Because I can be. <laughs> I can be um, a micromanager. And I'm like. You, you should see the smile. That we're talking through some, some technology. But I wish you could see my smile because, I, you know, you're, you're describing and you me throw and, technology and how I use it. So I, I, feel, I feel your pain on this. So. Yeah. And then you throw technology. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, right? but I'm never just like, my goodness, she, so I'm like, she's lived my life. So, so I <laughs> have helped myself because I'm like, Lily, let me help right. you. <laughs> help me help you. I'm like talking to myself. And um, finally, I had one of my coaches just really see with my personality, you have to be very direct. I do not understand implications. I don't get what you're saying. By the time I get it, it's like, we're, in, you know, it's six months later, I go, Oh, that's, <laughs> that's what that person was telling me. Like, I don't understand, you know, you either tell me direct or I'm never going to get it. So I had this coach finally, um, just really tell, like he had to break it down for me because I'm analytical. He's like, look, you are doing, um, he, he's like, you're doing non-producing um, activities, nonprofit producing activities. So then he broke it down numbers and, you know, all that stuff. And I'm like, Oh, that's right. And then he says, then he knows how to get to me. Right. That's a, a great coach knows how to knows your personality and speaks to it. And he goes, what you're doing right now is something <laughs> is something a low level employee instead of a big corporation could do. I go, oh, <laughs> he's like, you're not doing, you know, CEO, founder, president type work. I'm like, uh. <laughs> so that really got my attention because 
you know, um, struggles will humble you, but I still have an ego. We all do. I just do my best to, you know, to, to check it at the door as much as I can. Um, but that really like spoke to me cause I'm like, Oh, that's, I'm never going to get ahead like that, you know? And, uh, I don't see myself as an, an analyst. I do analyze, but anyway, so that I really struggled with that. And now that I do have a team, it's been, Oh my God. I'm like, Oh my God, Jesus. Thank you. Cause it's just so much easier. It's like, Oh my God, that's so true. Like, you know, and he, he explained to me, he's like, even if it's a millisecond, you know, even if it's a task that will take you a millisecond, those milliseconds add up throughout the day. I go, yeah. And it just bogs up your mental space. You know, we, um, I'm an extrovert, but God, if, if left to my devices, I would be out all day, every day, like at someone's party, throwing parties, you know, (laughs) and I, I really had to pull back. It's been really hard to rein, rein in the horse, (laughs) (laughs) but I, you know, I'm like, well, I'm either going to make an impact or I'm going to be out hanging out with friends, you know, and it's, uh, it's, that's a struggle too. It's still a struggle. It's a struggle to just be like, no, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And uh, I have my team who I'm delegating to, and it's just so much easier. It allows for me to have a lot more mental space to create. We were created <laughs> by our creator to create. And we're, we're such a distracted culture. I mean, the attention span is only four to seven seconds. We are the most distracted culture on the planet, it seems. Um, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that's my struggle. <laughs> you, you made two great points here through this. No, well, that's all right. No, it, it was all great. But two things. One is don't, you know, don't be a control freak. They don't want to hire a CA. And, and there's so many doctors that are going to be listening to this and are listening to this that they need to stay exactly or just have one CA and not do two. You know what? Get over yourself. Train them to do what you need to do. Make sure they do it right. Stay with them. They're going to mess up. That's okay. Just like yeah. you messed up. But it's going to make your life easier if you'll just stick with it and, and get over your belief that you need to control You know what? And you know All what? All you're doing is hindering yeah. your business and, and mm-hmm. squelching your yep. progress is basically what it amounts to. The other point is you have a coach. You had a coach. And that no, is everyone, because needs, you, everyone needs a coach. Everybody yeah. needs a coach. And of course, yep. what I'm saying is a little bit self-serving because I'm a coach as well. Exactly. You need a coach. And I have coaches because they see things you cannot see. And they help to break things down that you are not, are not seeing. You don't understand oh. at that moment. You're not perceiving at that moment. So coaching is never an expense. It's always an investment yeah, and, because you're going to be able to break through. Yeah. And, and you know, so the, um, if you'll just, if you think of the most one, prominent corporations in the world, Anyways, they didn't get there by themselves. I don't care what you think. They did not. LeBron James, Kobe, Kobe Bryant, they had like, they have multiple coaches. One, you know, one coach for strategy, another coach Great for um, shooting hoops. I mean, another one for mental uh, mindset. I mean, you have multiple coaches. So if you think that you're going to, you know, uh, sustain a, a legacy um, through your business by just you. I mean, you can potentially, but it's going to be really hard. 
really hard. And um, what I really, what I really appreciate is that I still have the fear, but I have controlled the only thing you can control. And Warren Buffett talks about this. So I don't remember the exact quote, I guess I could look it up, but he says, the moment you lose your emotions, that's the only thing you can control. The moment you lose your emotions, you're without power. You've lost your power, your, your toast. So the reason being is because when you have emotions, if you understand the mind, which I know many doctors here do, Good point. when you have an emotion, um, I forget the name, the terms, but you're, when you act emotionally, you cannot think logically. It just, it's, it's a blanket, you know, that just covers your brain, your, your, um, yes. And it's true. It's not just a saying it, it is so true. Um, and when, what I appreciate run is that high, logic runs I still have the fear mm-hmm. and I will always have fear. And, and, uh, you know, I've talked to millionaires and, and billionaires and they, they still have fear, but the difference is we, we, I'm saying we, <laughs> we, we control it. I think that's prophetic. Um, we, it's a little bit more controlled. And what that coach opened me up to is a <laughs> formula. So again, sure. you should know how your client receives information if they're analytical, present it that way. If they're emotional, present it that way. I'm analytical, so I like numbers. And he literally gave me a formula. And he said, as long as you hire, you know, hire someone in this way, like check these boxes off then you can at least have assurance that you did as much due diligence as you could. And, you know, and, and yes, there, and so he set me up for success by saying, expect people to burn you in business, expect them to sue you, expect them to um, steal from you, expect that he just went down the list and I'm like, okay. So because I went into business, you know, expect, it sounds bad, but um, expecting it, I'm not looking for it. Um, so for me, this is a little different. I'm not looking for it. I'm not thinking about it every day. But when it happens, I go, okay, it is what it is. You keep moving. Um, there are small business owners such as chiropractors who that would kill them. And so it just depends. And, you know, yeah. you, you can only control as much as you can control. I just kind of figure, well... As long as I'm being as smart as and as smart as I can with my money, um, and not spending crazily, um, you know, from the money that I make personally, um, I'm just it's going to work out eventually. And so when I hire, for instance, when I hire for my team, um, I make them take assessments. It's very important to me again that emotional connection. So it's important that I hire someone opposite to me because I don't I don't need another Lily. I need someone who's very process driven. I love details and I can do it, but that just means that I it keeps me from serving more clients, more chiropractors. So that's what has helped me, um, and that was my biggest struggle. It, you know, in the beginning. Um, and so now it's, it's a lot better. I would say like 90% better. <laughs> There's so much. You're welcome. Uh, I appreciate yeah, it's you pretty sharing common. That. Uh, 
I guarantee you there's many. And, and another thing I want to tell you, the chiropractors um, don't think that you're the only one. You're you know, like there's, I don't know, I'm 85% extrovert, so I kind of like share too much sometimes. But there are people, I've, so I've always been that way is my point, the way that I'm telling, I'm going to describe to you right now. But there are a lot of people who are just very afraid or, or ashamed of what they're going through. Guess what? You're not the only one who's gone, who's going through it, or who will ever go through it, or who has gone through it. And it's just a matter of being around with other people around you that say, you know, that's normal. It's normal to fail. And I was thinking about that the other day because <laughs> I'm still single, um, and it's that's getting kind of old. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking, well, when I raise my kids, I don't know if you're familiar. But Sarah Blakely is a, is a billionaire and she started this. Um, <laughs> yeah. So she started Spanx, right? And uh, look her up if you don't know who she is. Anyway, um, yeah. she was raised in such a home where her parents, they, they celebrated every time her and her siblings failed. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do, I'm just thinking, I guess it's, it's good that I held out for so long from having kids, right? Because I, I've gained so much wisdom by learning from others, and uh, that's perfect. I'm like, great. I'm gonna raise my kids to fail, you know. And literally, every time she would come home, her dad, her parents, would ask her and her siblings, "How many times did you fail today?" Okay. They didn't care about the wins, and now she is who she is today, you know. So I'm like, yeah, it should be normal. And I, I've heard that her speak about that too. That is awesome. One of my coaches, yeah, and my coach is one thing that helped me tremendously is she framed it as there's there's no such thing as failure. There's only feedback. So if you don't get the results you want, that's not a failure. All that is is you need to analyze it, figure out what went wrong, make some correction, and do things a little differently. That's all it is. It's not a failure. You just need yeah, to understand correct. that it's – you didn't mm -hmm. live up to what you had anticipated. Yeah. Change things up and keep working yep. towards your goals or to what you your ultimate aim is. So that's a great point. So course correct. Wow. Course correct. <laughs> exactly. I love that. So that great, great information. <laughs> I don't know. Let's uh, let's go to the wow <laughs> round now. Okay? I hope it helps. So what is <laughs> the wow round? Yes. And you've wowed us all all throughout this this interview, but you're really gonna wow us now. So you have. Great, great stuff, Lily. Uh, what's the what's well, the best advice you've ever received? I already said it. You can narrow so down I'll say it one, again. one bit of advice. Um, what was it? Was the best, it it best was one. advice that I just kind of shrugged off because I was in my 20s and uh, when okay. I received it and I've heard okay. it time and time again, but it's, it's really to treat people the way that you want to be treated. And it's so cliche. It is so annoying to hear that. But until it becomes a part of, you know, part of your being and, and on a cellular level, like you really won't, you, you really won't even give it credit because that goes to emotional connection. And uh, to me, everyone is different. There is not just one way to get, you know, to, to get to Rome is not one way to anything. Um, sure. to me, emotional connection is that making that eye contact and just acknowledging, you know, um, and that's the best piece of advice because the more, 
and tied to that is the more um, amount of people you can help, the greater your income will be. I mean, let's get real. At the end of the day, we need to eat. And money is not everything, but it is definitely up there with air. So uh, we need to eat. So, but yeah, it, it all comes to your, your um, income is. is directly correlated to the amount of emotional connections you make, really. I completely agree. I completely agree. That is awesome, awesome advice. So how about an invaluable resource? Uh, Ray Dalio text? is the recent something one. That you I, just can't, I change uh, up. Live without you know, the, or something. The that book is resources just, that I read. Uh, something and that is uh, Ray Dalio. So like. principal Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio is a billionaire. He manages um, investment funds out in New York. And uh, the way he started is just he's a fascinating person. The re I'm pretty fascinated with um, the wealthy, and it's because many of it, you know, a lot of wealthy people, yes, they do inherit their money, but not necessarily with, I'm not fascinated with those. I'm fascinated with the ones who had to really bootstrap um, to the top. And I'm mostly I'm fascinated with their discipline and the way they went about it and how they reinvented themselves. They have to reinvent themselves so much, you know, and, and in business, and you probably agree Dr. Kelly, but it's so hard not to uh, grow, you know, um, personally in business. I mean, sometimes some of my clients say things where I'm just like, normally, <laughs> normally, if you were not my client, I would go off on you, but I'm not going to say anything right now. <laughs> so you just grow. And, you know, Ray Dalio talks a lot. It's not a book. It's a book, I think, <laughs> of 300 or more pages. And it's just fascinating how he just has run. He It's split up into different sections. Um, talks about how. Oh, really? Oh, it's fascinating. I'm not done with it, but it's just, you know, success leaves clues. Why why try to reinvent the wheel? I actually then, have that book. I don't. I and if read you it, are a chiropractor and you don't like the wealthy stuff. people, okay, that's fine. But <laughs> you know what? Take the good and leave the bad. That's, you know, actually, that's the quote. Amen. In addition to Amen. the emotional Amen. connections, that has also made an impact. Take the good and leave the bad because not... I don't really think that there's good and bad. I just think there's effective and ineffective. But that is a quote that I has um, settled with me throughout my life because you're never going to find anyone who's perfect. You're never going to find a perfect coach. You're never going to find a perfect child. You're never going to find a perfect wife. I, mean, I can go on and on. It's just nothing is perfect. Um, but timing is everything. And Ray Dalio talks about that often in the book. Timing is everything. Uh -huh. And maybe for that period of time, that person, place, or thing is perfect. Um, and, you know, that can change. But like over a span of this is, you know, this place, person, or thing is perfect, like forever, that changes. There's no such thing. So there's a lot of wisdom in that book. And uh, it's a great book. That's good. No. That was a lot of wisdom, what you just said. Well, you just they said can there. find me. <laughs> you can, Lily, okay, so I have um, a group on Facebook. It's mostly Facebook right now you. that's changing. I also have um, YouTube. Um, so for YouTube, it's iMarketingMadeSimple. 
So search for that and then subscribe so that every time I put a video up, you will be notified. And then on Facebook, um, you can join my group, which is Digital Marketing Secrets okay. for Doctors. And I don't allow spamming in there. Um, I'm part of many chiropractic groups, and I see all the spamming that goes on. I think doctors are tired of it. They just want to grow their practice. So I don't allow any of that um, to happen in the, in the group. And it's only for doctors. I don't allow anyone who's not a doctor in. Um, and that's pretty much, those are the main ways right now. Um, I also have a public profile page under my name, Lily Serrano. But if I were you, I would just go to Digital Marketing Secrets for Doctors on Facebook. It's a Facebook group. Fantastic. Now you know where to hook up this lady. So she's got a lot, lot going on. So, well, Lily, I th thank you so much for being on with me today. You had some great, great information, insight, and wisdom. So thank you for that. And I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode today. Uh, you can find Relentless Weekly on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share these episodes so your friends and colleagues can hear the wisdom that uh, these uh, guests have. Again, I want to thank everybody for listening. Have a fantastic day. Keep being relentless in your pursuit of success, and we will talk to you soon. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Also, share it with your friends and colleagues. Head over to RelentlessCoachingSystems.com for more information and to see what Dr. Henry can do for you. Dr. Henry can do for you. Thanks for listening and keep being relentless.